From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Today is June 10, 2021. We have a stacked show for you today. AEW wasn't on last night. It's still getting preempt because of the NBA Finals. So we won't be talking about AEW, but that's okay. We got a lot more to talk about. But before we get into the show today, I want to thank all our fans from all over the world. From Canada, Taiwan, India, Germany, the UK, Ireland course here in the united states thank you for all the subscribers thank you for all the followers thank you for all the rates reviews thank you for all the downloads thank you for following along on instagram at wrestling delorean pod without you there is no us so thank you so much for all the support like i said we have a stack show today for you guys so let's get into it we're going to be talking about all the news and notes in the wrestling world we're going to bring you a new episode of making an impact we're gonna go back in time to 2006 and a lot more so let's get into it now news broke this week that wwe SummerSlam will be taking place from the alliant stadium in las vegas and they plan on having max capacity of 70,000 fans there which is awesome Word broke last night, though, that they are... WWE is looking to make this the WrestleMania event of the year. Which, what does that mean for WrestleMania? I mean, WrestleMania was in a stadium. WrestleMania had fans there. Are you considering WrestleMania a wax show? I think that SummerSlam does need to be a huge show, though. Because that's the start of WWE going on tour. It is the start of WWE having fans. So, you want to come out the box swinging. There's a lot of rumors and reports that John Cena will be involved in this show in some capacity. There's rumors and reports that they're in talk with Brock Lesnar to return for the show in some capacity. So, if SummerSlam is going to be a big event, if there's going to be 70,000 fans there and they want it to be the WrestleMania event of the year, then you definitely gotta have the stars there. Because the one thing that WrestleMania didn't have this year was star power. We didn't have a Brock Lesnar. We didn't have a John Cena. This was the first WrestleMania without The Undertaker. So that tells me that they know that WrestleMania was a bit of a flop. So they're going to go all out here. Now, I hope they have the correct star power and they don't do the bullshit bringing back Goldberg. Because, not to single out Goldberg, but, you know, every time Goldberg was there, no one was elevated besides Goldberg. We need stars that are going to elevate the today's roster of the WWE to create new stars. And that's what I was talking about last uh, 
uh, two shows ago where I was saying that you need stars to create stars. Now, the WWE roster is very good, but it lacks star power. So it really hurts when a John Cena goes or when a Brock Lesnar goes. So who's your star today? Roman Reigns? Roman Reigns is a star, but one guy can carry the whole company. So you need these guys to come in to create the guys of tomorrow, the stars of tomorrow. You need that. Because without that, your roster will continue to just be mediocre. And you don't want a mediocre roster. Because you want you want the edges of the world to one day retire and leave behind a legacy of wrestlers that could take his spot. You want the John Cena's to walk away and have someone who could take his spot. You don't want the world to be hurting when the John Cena leaves. You don't want the wrestling world to be clamoring for a return of Undertaker when Undertaker by now deserved a damn retirement. So, honestly, I, I think that if they're going to bring out the stars for SummerSlam this year, I just hope it's to elevate the stars of today to create the superstars of tomorrow. But who am I to tell WWE how to work and do business? I mean, yesterday the WWE stock was soaring. They they were at a 52-week high yesterday, the stock price. And WWE looks like it's in financially great shape. So who am I to say, oh, you're doing business wrong, right? But... Anyway, let's talk about the stock rising, right? Let's talk about that. We got the new WWE uh, president, Nick Khan, who's here. He's he's business savvy. He's creating new deals. He's creating new opportunities for WWE to do business outside of the wrestling world. And, I mean, you got to say that his... his, his, uh, his run so far here with the WWE has been a success. The WWE stock is, like, soaring. The WWE stock is back up. Yesterday closing out in the 70s. So, I mean, I'm interested to see what Nick Khan has to bring. You know what I mean? Let, let's see what he could bring. Let's see if he could get deals done like this New Japan deal that supposedly they were working on. I, I would be really interested to see what Nick Khan could bring to the WWE. There's talks backstage of possibly bringing back Aleister Black. Now, Aleister Black, Tommy End, was just released about a week ago. He was a part of the uh, releases. And he's been very vocal on he, how he appreciates his time with WWE and thanks them. But he's been vocal on how he felt pretty much like a hostage the last year, sitting home doing nothing because they don't know what to do with someone like him. He did say that Vince McMahon was a fan of his character, and they had all these plans set up for him, but they never did anything with him. So, I I don't know why you would bring this man back, nor do I know why Aleister Black would even want to come back. I don't think he would even consider coming back because he was just on Renee Paquette's oral sessions, and he was talking about how he... He had all these great plans in the works. Vince McMahon signed off on them. They signed on all these great ideas. And none of them came to fruition. He was promised the world. And then he was released right after he returned 
So, that leaves a bad taste in your mouth, right? I, I don't think that this man wants to necessarily come back right away. Maybe, you know, let him do a little tour of the Indies. Let him uh, go to Japan for a little bit. But, I don't think he's going to be signed again and brought back right away. But, I know that it was said that there are backstage higher-ups who do really enjoy Aleister Black's work and him as a person and would love to have him back in the WWE. Also, WWE higher-ups and officials, they want Brock Lesnar back. And Brock Lesnar would be brought back for a few with Roman Reigns. Now, if you tell me this is heel, Brock, babyface, Roman, I'm done with that. We've seen way too much of that throughout the last couple years. So I would pass hardly on that. But I am intrigued with the babyface Brock versus the the head chief, head of the table Roman Reigns. That would be a different dynamic, especially because Paul Heyman is with this Roman Reigns. You know, everyone knows the history of Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar, and then having him on Roman Reigns' side. That would be very interesting. So I am all for a Brock Lesnar return to the WWE here to face Roman Reigns. But I don't know if there's much for Brock to do after that. So, is this going to be a one-off? Who knows? I really hope they didn't get rid of guys like Braun Strowman and clear up all that money so they could bring back Brock Lesnar for a ridiculous amount of money. But, we shall see. SummerSlam is going to be around the corner, and there's going to be a lot going on. And all the news and notes leading up to SummerSlam will be right here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. We'll be right back, and when we come back, we will have an episode, the latest episode of TNA making an impact where we go back in time and talk about TNA on Spike TV. So since there was no new modern wrestling show last night to review, we're going to go back in time and we're going to discuss TNA wrestling from back in the dizzy. So strap on your car seat and hop into the wrestling DeLorean and let's go back in time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Making an Impact, where we go back in time and we discuss TNA wrestling from the Spike TV Impact era. So, on this episode, we will be talking about TNA Impact from January 21st, 2006, which by the way, January 21st is my birthday. At this time, I would be 12 years old. Um, yeah, TNA Impact, we are off the heels of a very successful TNA Final Resolution 2006 pay-per-view. On this pay-per-view, Sting made his return to TNA Wrestling. He teamed up with Christian Cage to go against Jeff Jarrett and Monty Brown. Also on Final Resolution, we had Samoa Joe versus Christopher Daniels. And Samoa Joe beat Christopher Daniels to an inch of his life where AJ Styles had to throw in the towel. We had a dream match between AJ Styles and Hiroshi Tanahashi from New Japan Pro Wrestling. We also had Team 3D wrestle AMW for the Tag Team Champions which was thrown to a no contest when Team Canada 
made their presence felt and took out Team 3D. A lot more crazy action happened on Final Resolution, and this is the fallout. Make sure to follow along on Instagram at WrestlingDeloreanPod, where we do watch these shows live and you can watch along with us. So let's get into TNA January 21st, 2006. The show starts out with Don West. He's outside waiting for Sting. Sting is supposedly going to return tonight, and he's going to speak to the crowd in the impact zone. So we are going to be building up to that all night. First match of the night, we have the Diamonds in the Rough, which is Elix Skipper and David Young accompanied to the ring by Simon Diamond. They go against Chris Sabin and Sanjay Dutt. Really good opening matchup. I was not a big fan of David Young, but I'm a huge Elix Skipper fan, like I said yesterday on the podcast. Big Chris Sabin fan, big Sanjay Dutt fan, and when all three of those guys were in the ring, it was very high impact, no pun intended, action. And I enjoyed this opening matchup, started to show how hot Sanjay Dutt picked up the victory for his team when he hit the Hindu press onto David Young. Really good match to start out the show, like I said. I give this match a 2.5 out of 5 stars. It was fun. Next, we get AJ Styles. He's backstage. He's cutting a promo. He says that tonight he has a street fight against Shannon Moore. And says that he is the number one contender for Joe at Against All Odds. Which leads to Christopher Daniels cutting him off and be like, Bruh, how you the number one contender? I'm the number one contender. I did not pass out. I did not quit. I did not get pinned or submit. And you threw in the towel for me. What Does that put you in line for the number one contendership? AJ Styles is like, look, I did this for you. I did this for your family. You have a kid at home. You have a wife at home. Like, I didn't want to see you crippled. Christopher Daniels said, let me make my own decisions. You know what I mean? But CD did say that he will be in AJ Styles' corner or on commentary tonight during the main event, which is AJ Styles versus Shannon Moore in a street fight. Next, Shane Douglas is outside of Sting's locker room. He says that he wants to catch an interview with Sting, but Sting has not arrived yet to the building. This leads to more highlights of Sting at Final Resolution. He had a triumphant return to the wrestling ring when he defeated, along with Christian Cage, Jeff Jarrett, and the alpha male Monty Brown. We get a look back at the Jackie Gata, Gail Kim drama. Still no payoff to that, but Jackie Gata says that she knows something that TNA management would love to know about Jeff Jarrett. She told Raven during the pay-per-view she's getting screwed just like Raven. So, really interesting to see where that goes. We get Team Canada versus R-Truth, Sharkboy, and Lance Hoyt here in six-man tag team action. The Team Canada contingency of A1, Eric Young, and Petey Williams. Good back-and-forth matchup. Lots of action here. The match had a good uh, balance of comedy and action. EY was always uh, good for the comedy aspect of these matches, which is surprising and funny to see where he's at today, being such a serious, violent character. He was such a, a, a nincompoop at this time, you know what I mean? Big word, don't ask me to spell it. Anyway, this match ends when... Uh, Petey Williams hits the Canadian Destroyer when the mat, when that move was not played out. But he hits the Canadian Destroyer on Shark Boy to pick up the victory for Team Canada. Next we get the James Gang. They're up against Kenny King and some jobber. James Gang makes quick victory of them. They got the pin on uh, Kenny King. 
Afterwards, Conan and Homicide, they're on the Tron. They said that they want the James Gang at Against All Odds. Uh, what's called Conan and Homicide's not accompanied here by Apollo. I think this might be when they bring in uh, Supermex Hernandez. But, yeah, so we're going to finally see a showdown between the James Gang and LAX, which is cool because they've been building that up for a while. I thought that we would have had some type of match between them at Final Resolution, but we didn't. Next, we're back in Larry Zabisco's office. He says that Sting will be here next week to talk to the crowd, not this week. He says that he has an open contract here for the next world title match, and Jeff Jarrett already signed it. Monty Brown interrupts. He steals the contract to go show Jeff Jarrett. Main event time. We got AJ Styles versus Shannon Moore. Ironically, not ironically, I don't know what's so ironic about it, but funnily, funnily, is that even a word? Funny, funny enough. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm sorry, guys. I'm still dealing with the pneumonia. Funny enough, the Prince of Punk Shannon Moore does not even come out to a punk music. For some reason, and I don't know how they got the rights to this, Shannon Moore comes out to Chicken Hunting by ICP, the Insane Clown Posse. It's not really. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. A punk song, and I don't really think it fits Shannon Moore's character. It seems like a little, you know, thrown together thing here. But I just thought that was weird. Uh, AJ Styles comes out. We got a wild brawl. They're brawling all over the impact zone. Very violent. Lots of crazy spots using chairs, using tables. Um, yeah, AJ Styles picks up the chair. He He's wrapping it around Shannon Moore's head. A lot of violent spots here. But... In the end of the match, Shannon Moore has a half crab on AJ Styles, and Christopher Daniels comes to the ring and throws in the towel. The referee does not stop the match. It is a street fight. AJ Styles is confused, like, hey, I'm not even near tapping out. But due to the confusion, AJ Styles gets rolled up by Shannon Moore, and one, two, three, Shannon Moore defeats Mr. TNA himself. Shannon Moore is now 
Mr. TNA. Now nah, I'm joking. That's going too far. Shannon Moore beats AJ Styles here due to the distraction of Christopher Daniels. Christopher Daniels, and he's he's being petty. You know what I mean? You're being petty, boy. You, you, you're being petty. You go after AJ Styles during his match. AJ tried to save you. There was nothing to save there. AJ Styles was fine. He was doing good. But Christopher Daniels wanted to be a little petty and throw that towel in. This is going to be a collision course between these two guys now. I wonder what match we get at against all odds. Is it going to be AJ versus Joe? Is it going to be Daniels rematch versus Joe? Will it be AJ versus Daniels? Will it be AJ versus Daniels versus Joe in a rematch from the Unbreakable 3-Way? We shall see, but that's how that was the last match of the night. Christian Cage is heading to the ring. We're going to end this show on a segment, I guess. Team 3D's backstage in Larry Zabisco's office. They said that they won't leave until Larry Zabisco gives them Team Canada and AMW. They want both. Larry Zabisco says he can't do that, but if they choose who they want first, they can have them next week. So Team 3D chooses Team Canada. They want Team Canada next week. Larry Zabisco says, cool. Show ends with Christian Cage. He's in the ring. He has the mic. He says that Sting will make his big announcement next week here in front of the crowd. I don't know why they hyped it up as this week just to pull the swerve and say it's going to happen next week. That's a little weird. But he says Sting will be here next week and he will make a big announcement. Which leads to that open contract. He wants a title shot. Uh, Then after that, Jeff Jarrett comes out to a smattering of booze. Jeff Jarrett in his pink button down with a with a black uh, leather jacket looking really really weird here. He says he doesn't care who signs that open contract. It could be Sting, but he said it won't be Sting cuz he ran Sting out of uh, out of TNA, which is funny cuz they literally just said Sting will be here next e- next week. He said that his free agent buddy Chris Jericho could sign a contract and wrestle him at against all odds. Crowd goes wild for that. I don't know why you would even tease that if uh, that was not going to happen. And then he said it could even be you, Christian Cage. And once he's done with Christian Cage, he will put him back where he belongs, where it is mid-card mediocrity, and then he slaps Christian Cage. This leads to a big brawl. Uh, Christian Cage gets the better of Jeff Jarrett, which leads to Monty Brown coming out. Monty Brown joins in. They jump Christian Cage. This happens quite often. Rhino comes and makes the save. Rhino saves his buddy Christian Cage. And then at the end, Abyss comes out. He takes out Cage and Rhino. But Cage and Rhino get the upper hand. They're standing alone in the ring. And you got Rhino and Christian Cage both trying to get that uh, contract. They're, they're looking at the contract. They both want a title shot. But... It is Monty Brown who gets the upper hand, grabs the contract, and we go off the air with Monty Brown looking at the contract like, hey, this is what I've been wanting. Do I turn my back on Jeff Jarrett and sign the contract? He has a smirk on his face. He has a shitting grin, and it is unknown whether Monty Brown would turn his back on Jeff Jarrett so soon in their partnership to get a world title shot. Before their partnership, Monty Brown wanted a world title shot and was trying to get a world title shot but couldn't get it. Here he has the opportunity with an open contract to get a world title shot. So we will see next week what happens in the world title picture for TNA. This was a really good episode of Impact. Really good um, 
follow-up to what was a great pay-per-view. I give this show a 3 out of 5 stars. I enjoyed it. Good action. A lot of fun matches. A lot of fun segments. And a cliffhanger ending. And I always love the cliffhanger endings at the end of a uh, wrestling show that makes you want to tune in next week. So, unfortunately, with, like I said, no AEW last night, there was not much to talk about here today. So, that's where our show today comes to an end. I hope everyone has a wonderful day. I hope everyone checks out TNA, well, not TNA, but Impact Wrestling tonight on Access TV. We're going to have the AEW Impact Wrestling Summit where uh, Tony Khan will sit down with Don Callis and Scott Diamore to discuss the future of Impact and AEW working together. Also, Kojima is going to be a part of the show. We're also going to have the fallout of last week's Sammy Callahan and Moose number one contendership match to go against Kenny Omega. I do think that Kenny Omega versus Sammy Callahan is the end game here, and I think Sammy Callahan takes that Impact title off of Kenny Omega. So we shall see. Tune in tonight for Impact on Access. Tune in tomorrow for a big episode of SmackDown. I will actually be a part of the Thunderdome crowd for the first time. I'm going to experience the Thunderdome crowd because I will be tuning in live and I'll be a part of the Thunder the Thunderdome crowd. And then right after SmackDown tomorrow night, we will be tuning in to AEW Dynamite. We got another stacked show. Lots of big matches on AEW Dynamite. A lot to fall out with. A lot going on. So make sure you tune into that. We'll talk all about that. And we'll give you the lead up to everything going down tomorrow. So tune in tomorrow for the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Have a great day. Stay positive. Stay humble. Stay strong. One love, ladies and gentlemen. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 